0: Check check All check right. check one two. Gate.
1: I I will give you a heads up, Scotty. Uh, you might hear like the gate and it sounds really loud. It just it doesn't go on the podcast for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. I won't hear it anyway. Will
0: I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no you Well, you you will hear it. Like you'll be like, what the fuck is that? Oh, you mean the gate as in outside? Yeah, the gate outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Scotty got like excited. He thought you, he, you said the gay outside. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I super gay. It's outside. the village <laughs> gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta <laughs> warn you,
1: it's super gay outside. <laughs> All right, three, two. Get your microphone, Scotty. One. Huh, what?
3: Scotty. Scotty, go. Uh Oh, Scotty, if you hear what's going on.
1: If you hear what's going on. Welcome to the Right Balance Podcast, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. What a fucking crazy adventure. Whose fucking laser gun is this? (laughs) (laughs) Who left that shit on? Obviously, that person won. Turn it off. Uh, I want to go the simple route of quick introduction. You know, how how do you guys introduce yourselves? uh, And where are you guys from? And what are you doing in LA? We'll start with Scotty. Okay,
0: so my name's Scott Hopkins. I um, started the a motorcycle custom motorcycle blog about 15 years ago called pipe burn um and pretty much we decided to start the pipe burn podcast and we came to america about a week ago and we've just been in dallas la interviewing some cool people going to some amazing events and yeah it's been epic we're Pretty fucking dusty to be honest with you right now.
2: There's no drinking involved in this whole uh, adventure, <laughs> was there, Scotty? This is the first drink you guys had uh, in Florida. Yeah, the whole yeah. We're <laughs> actually, right. yeah.
0: We actually don't drink. Right.
2: Virgins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no super, cocaine, no weed. Super we just actually did a tour of uh, the Hot Wheels place and uh, I was walking by, Scott. I'm like, Scotty, you fucking reek of booze, bro. You smell like <laughs> a fucking alcoholic dude. I just <laughs> walked by on fucking Venice Boulevard <laughs> and, and come. <laughs> He always (laughs) smells like Calvin I'm used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Booze and cum. It's a thing. Perfect. (laughs) How would you introduce yourself? Uh, Oh, shit. Um, So I'm Anthony Partridge, and uh, I'm friends with these fucking weirdos here. Fucking Um, weirdos. uh, I've been building bikes for like 20-odd years. Um, I've been doing TV shows on Discovery Channel. I've had a couple TV shows for the last six years on Discovery Channel in the U.K., um, and, uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a mixed bag, really. I was born in England, kind of grew up in Canada, spent 20 years in Spain, and, then uh, got sucked back into the UK by, by Discovery Channel, but. No, that I'm explains claw- the Spanish you beginning speaking yeah. the other day. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just clawing to get out of England. I'm just like tooth and nail, just trying to get out of the rain and the cold, come over here to California.
1: Oh, you want, <laughs> this is where you want to stay? This is
2: the plan. It's been a plan for like six years, but, um, it still hasn't happened yet, but I'm, I'm like that close.
1: Well, seven's the, the, the lucky one, Seven right? Seven's a lucky number, bro. <laughs> That's the lucky number me who the fuck are you man um i don't know uh, <laughs> i don't know
4: anymore. Uh, who um, are you today i'm mark howard today i'm Mac. excited for a flight back home so i can sleep 12 hours straight well on uh, the plane on the plane yeah and that's all i can't sleep <laughs> on flights uh, i started the distinguished gentleman's ride 12 years ago so i guess my background. What's that? has always been hospitality, bringing people together, building sort of communities around uh, even Mazda Rotaries back in Sydney. Yeah. And 12 years ago I started riding motorbikes, had no friends that I rode motorbikes with. So I started up a little crew in Sydney called Sydney Cafe Races. Quickly sort of grew to a couple thousand people and multiple sort of cafe racer groups globally. And off the back of that, I started the Distinguished Gentlemen's Ride, which is a ride where guys and girls get dressed up for uh, men's health. We raise money for prostate cancer and suicide prevention. Grew from 64 cities in the first year, which was 2012, to just under 900 cities this year. It's 107 fucking countries. super impressive. And uh,
1: 65 million. I think that's Australian number, 65 million Australian dollars for charity. I, I, wa- I want to get into how you got into that idea. Yeah. And, and, and we will in this podcast. Uh, my main th- thing, my other question that I'm really curious before we get started with that is hearing all the stuff in LA, being from the UK and Australia and being out of the country, hearing all the crazy stuff that's happening in the US, our president, California, did you guys, this is not your first time in California, right? No. no, no. Now, did, did you guys like this visit? Did you see it crazy? Did you see it fun or? I loved it. I think for me, I haven't been over here since uh,
4: my birthday, February. and Oh, so you, you come? 2019. Yeah, 2019. Oh, so it's been four years, and obviously it was that Pre-COVID, tough sort of yeah. COVID period. Um, but it seems consistent. I mean, we went to Dallas and we were able to sort of check out um, our mate Bobby's uh, museum, Bobby Huss Museum, and uh, and that was awesome. And that's the first time that I've been to Dallas. It's probably the first time. Yeah, you first guys time have I've been to Dallas. Yeah, I've only first been time in, for me.
2: Been to Austin, Texas, a few times, but yeah. And so yeah. for me,
4: it it's, it felt like normal. I guess it just felt like what it was like four years ago.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't like. I don't see a massive. I, obviously, you guys here day to day see a change, but uh, but like I I come to LA. Um, I used to before COVID. I was here probably three, four, even five times a year, and now now probably just once a year. But I usually come for like a month or something. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but so you get a good feel for yeah, it. Yeah, right? and this, this is kind of like my my third home, <laughs>
4: spiritual home. <laughs>
2: um, but but yeah, I haven't noticed massive different. Obviously, you know, outside outside of America. You know, we get different news than you guys do. You of know course. what I mean. Yours is all kind of told by Fox and CNN or whatever. Right? You know a what I mean. Shooting, stabbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so so we only kind of see that, and then you you land here, and you you know what I mean. It's just I don't know if it's because I'm so used to the place, I don't see much of a change. You know what I mean. But again, I don't live here. I don't pay my taxes here, so it's yeah. I guess it's a bit different day to day. Do you pay tax? Of course. I do. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be out. Well, that's
1: why he's in different countries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's just> a, <laughs> this <laughs> is his who who the avoiding
2: yeah. I, we googled my name the other night. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking. Uh, apparently, I'm worth 1.2 million dollars. Nice. Yeah, man. Did yeah. you yeah. know? It's I had, all no I had no I idea. No. Um, and, and if anybody's got that 1.2, can fucking I have the rest don't of your bag, please? Yeah. Don't you
1: bank in Mexico? That's where all your money is. Hey, listen, Bahamas. That's isn't that the meeting with Jaime Camille I'm just kidding. So,
0: Robert, has it changed? Like. Being a guy that has been here a while. COVID was tough. Yeah. COVID
1: was tough. My, my question to you guys was, you know, because I always think about when people visit LA and they're like, oh my God, I'm going to visit LA. And then they see Hollywood and Highland and you see how fucking trashy and dirty. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, and, and then down certain parts of downtown LA. But I guess that doesn't really apply to you guys because you guys are visiting people and you kind of know where your spots yeah. are at. To, and be,
4: to be fair, I mean, Venice and Santa Monica and all the rest of it sort of, felt like there were less homeless people than every other time I've been right here. Right now. But yeah. I don't know if that's because COVID's moved them. And then the same thing happened in Sydney. Yeah. COVID happened and they had to move to different areas that were still sort of a little bit busy We actually to be able w- to get some money off people.
2: We actually went to the comedy store last night for a drink on the way home oh, that's to fun, see some man. comedy. See what was <laughs> going on. And then on the way back we're like, hey, they're like, do you want to go see should we drive around, and see something on our last night? I'm like, let's uh, let's drive kind of like Beachway d- back back to uh, Marina Del Rey and we'll see if we can uh, catch all the homeless coming out of the woodworks because, you know, no. at nighttime, you know, Venice and Santa Monica usually changed. It was like all the right. tourists in the day and then junkies and sketch bags at night, right? Yeah. And uh, we didn't see any. It not no one, one. All the way from Santa no. Monica, all no, the way no to home, del Rey. Didn't We see were one just surprised
4: before. that that was Anthony's favorite pastime. Yeah, yeah. Finding people that had less than one point two million dollars. He pulled the out beach, his book with checks.
1: Yeah,
4: I, I gotta go
2: out and. I gotta, I gotta relate with the people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, need find, I need to find my people. Yeah. And, and
4: it felt different, but I mean, we know the we know the sad state is you know that the money's not being spent there; they've just moved somewhere else. Is there still yeah, seventy? The sorry,
2: is there, there still seventy thousand tents in uh, in, uh, in Skid Row? Skid Row.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's probably that, and, and there's yeah. probably more. I, there, here's the wow. thing:
2: during COVID.
1: During COVID it got dark. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. like even this was like this river over here or whatever fucking
2: you know, sewer. <laughs> um you got a shower in that
1: shit that shit got sketchy as fuck. That yeah. got sketchy as fuck. I mean literally I was just like with a gun like in my home and yeah, shit. Like I don't fucking why? know. You know, I'm on the first yeah, floor. Yeah. Was everyone um, camping there across the road? Yeah, there was a lot of that, and there was just people fucking screaming out of their fucking minds, just like fucking running around with no pants and dirty. What's wrong and, with that? And then <laughs> blah, wash your ass, man. What? <laughs> Scott Scott disagrees. That's what what we do. Scream <laughs> scream or or be naked. You can't do both. <laughs> <laughs> Choose one. But um, but dude, it was sketchy everywhere. Venice was. Fucked. I mean, yeah, you are yeah. talking about like fucking twenty million dollar mansions, and in front there was just needles and tents, and it was fucking terrible. Wow. You can yeah, find wow. videos online. So I got pretty fucking fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. But then all of a sudden, I think last year they just cleaned up. They literally just made a plan. They brought some fucking uh, bulldozers. Like there was a parking lot right by Universal. And they like gave a notice to like a bunch of homeless, and there was like a huge encampment. There was, was encampments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, this this there, there was like abandoned Adventist, limousines like that people village. were living yeah. in and shit. So they gave a notice, and 30 days later, they came with sheriffs, bulldozers, and the big fucking trash cans. They're like...
4: Where do those people go?
1: That's a great fucking question, man. Like... (laughs) where do they go? <laughs> I, I get that they can't do it and you're knocking it down, but where do they actually go?
4: Like, I mean, you're just pushing the problem somewhere else. They were, the they were, they were, they else, were right?
1: through the neighborhoods. They were You would see them individually separated and spread it out through the yeah. neighborhoods, but then...
4: That's the part that pisses me off though, right? Yeah. It's the fact that you've got this well, to what, fix what, the problem. The
1: There's no solution. I mean, how do you, okay, what's, how's the homeless situation in Sydney and how do I mean, they take care of it?
4: If you're homeless in Sydney, it's because most of the time you want to be homeless. Right. But there is a lot of support out there. Not enough, and we'll always say there's not enough. But there's a lot of support out there <laughs> that you can still make a pay. You can still get what we've got uh, called Centrelink. So if you know you don't make money, you can be on the dole. There's a lot of s- systems. There's a lot of support. I dare say, two hundred times the amount
0: of what anyone homeless here gets. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's a lot of housing commissions where they get you know whole buildings are full of people that make no money, right?
2: Well, they did. I saw. I saw last year. I was here. I was here again for Moto Beach. And, yeah. um, and they had, um, a, a friend of mine lives directly in front of the Cecil Hotel. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't realize, like, so I went to go pick her up, we were going out for dinner. And, uh, and I pulled up and I'm like, I recognize that hotel. I'm like, and, but like, there was, that street was just, you know, full of chaos. You know, what yeah. I mean? people just, and I don't know what the, what's going on with fentanyl, but like, they just kind of, they, they just sit there and like, h- half hinged, bent over. Just like looking at staring at their toes, just vibrating. You're just like, what the fuck is going on with these what, people? What's crazy that I heard is that people want fentanyl in their drugs
1: because it gives it a stronger effect. Obviously, they don't want enough where it kills them, but people want it. Like it's placing there because it it gives it another high, a different effect. It's stronger. It's more of a buzz. So it's pretty. It's, it's fucking intense. Yeah. Where, where are people getting fentanyl? I'm not. I don't want some. I'm not <laughs> <asking>. I don't <laughs> hey,
0: want to
2: yeah, score you know some. I but where do they get it? Like where do you? Go to get it. Asking for a friend. That's a <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a great question. We'll talk about it when the cameras are off. No, I'm kidding. I have no, I have no, I have no fucking no, idea. No, it's in the it's cupboard it's here. I, so, I, so, I, so yeah, it's the cartels.
2: Um, so, in, in a lot of it comes from Mexico. A lot of it, most of it comes from China because it's synthetic. Yeah. So it's essentially fentanyl, synthetic heroin.
0: But pharmaceutical so companies are
2: making it. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah. it must be so, cheaper than cocaine because so they so cut
4: the cocaine down so with fentanyl. Don't right.
2: They? So, so fe- you know, for for. Um, to make normal opioids, they need heroin, right? They need poppies. Yep. So that's where it all comes from. That's where the opium <laughs> trade is, and that's where, Oops. you know, no one talks about that when you're getting a painkiller. They're like, oh, where does this come from? It comes from fucking heroin. You know, it comes from poppy fields. That's where you know it all comes from. Afghanistan. Like that. <laughs> that, that all the <laughs> opium trade is. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's 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 another story for that. But like, fentanyl is all th- synthetic, so it's there's n- it's so cheap to make. Right. So they've just they're cooking it in labs, right? And right. So the Chinese are making it. You know, they can make everything bigger, and faster, and cheaper, so they're just, they're pumping it, and you know what I mean, they're just selling it, massively, it's, it's fucking scary, um, like, I lost my best friend last year, um, he, he, yeah, is my mic cutting out, or my earphones, it Uh, it might be your mic, I mean, your earphones, (laughs) um, but, uh, but yeah, he, he, you know, just a normal dude, um, went out, uh, met a couple girls in a bar, he was doing a, on a job site, um, out in Toronto, um, when you know met a couple girls had went, did a bump, boom gone. The girls t- took a, Girls took off, didn't call nine one one or nothing. They just fucking left him in his apartment. Mm. Um, and the, his boss, um, on Monday morning was like, hey, what the fuck's court? Sent one of the other guys over to knock on his door, see if he was, got pissed and you know slept in or whatever. And um, and yeah, dude was fucking dead. You know, been there three days. That's fucking terrible, man. But like it's it's
1: happen, it's happen. It's it just happened. It's been happening to celebrities. It's been happening to a lot of people, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and, it, and like, and like I saw.
2: I was in the pharmacy the other day, and I saw Narcan. So you, I, I didn't know you could buy it like over the counter. Narcan, is? Narcan. So it's a, it's like a, it's like an EpiPen for yeah. for for, dro- for fentanyl. Oh, so like, really? So yeah, a lot of people. Um, I like that's how casual it. fucking Yeah, yeah. Is. It's, it's just like, like if you, I guess if you party these days, you buy a Narcan. <laughs> Pen and just keep it in your pocket. Oh, dude, one I definitely get goes one, goes one if I was fucking partying that hard. Does it work if you eat sort of shellfish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But so, so in so a, fr- a a bunch of my friends they they went to they went to Miami on a holiday and one of the guys said he went off and tried to get some gear and uh, and just did a bump and right there on the street just dropped and the ambulance came and they wouldn't give him Narcan there. The ambulance won't the. Uh, the the paramedics have been told not to do it anymore. Right. Because the thing is... N- no, it's what... So when you come out of your, like... When you wake up, a lot of people get really aggressive and hit the paramedics. Get violent. Wow, yeah. Because you don't know where you are. You're in this kind of crazed state. You don't know what's just happening. You wake yeah. up and... Ah! You know what I mean? And uh, so they, they're the only... They're the, like... They put you in an ambulance and they take you to the hospital and let them do it. And, and that trip to the hospital, you know, that could be life and death. Right. And that's why a lot of people are also dying from that because... The first responders aren't aren't responding anymore. Yeah, it's
1: like I yeah, used to lifeguard, and like one of the first things that we learned was like if somebody's drowning, don't fucking approach them because they're just gonna jump on you and yeah. drown you. Drown so you. it was just like grab the buoy yeah, yeah. and fucking like grab the
2: buoy, yeah, you know,
1: because yeah. you know that's your first reaction.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: and this is uh, a and, and we won't get too stuck on this t- uh, topic, but um, this is where you know illegal drugs and legal drugs come into play. Yeah, you yeah. know, if you legalize them the quality of drugs is going to be obviously tested and better. And you know what you're going to get, you make it illegal. You're not really preventing anybody from doing drugs. People just now have to get it from sources that they don't know what the fuck's in it and and where they got it from.
2: And and you're propagating the, you know, the, the drug trade, you know what I mean? The illegal drug right. trade. If, it, if it's legal, right, like marijuana, Yeah, like weed like, you know yeah, I mean? we like
1: now, you can go and fucking get a menu and you can yeah, see yeah. who grew it, what they grew it with, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it,
2: well, it's so bad in, in Western Canada, in uh, in British Columbia. It's just, you know, it's it's just like, you know, in the worst parts of, of the States, people are dropping dead everywhere and it's just a massive problem. And so, there was a guy uh, last year or two years ago who opened a, a shop called The Drugstore. It was a, actual mobile store i think he started in a location and then he went mobile but it, he sold uh cocaine Certainly the opposite right they start yeah. mobile and then they get yeah, a yeah exactly but he, he um uh, but he sold cocaine mdma um ketamine he sold like all class a drugs you could only buy two grams um he'd limit it to that but it was all checked and it was there's zero fentanyl in it It was all because he was like, listen. I just want to fucking help these people cuz they're getting fucking everyone's dying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're all, they're all going to get drugs anyway, so it's just like he's kind of doing a public service. Obviously it's massively illegal and the cops kind of shut him down after a while, but they let him kind of go for a while. Yeah. Um so you can just it's just it's it's fucking fu- wild. it's it's, it's, fucking, a, it's, it's, a, it's fucking
1: always been wild. a big deal. I mean yeah. drugs yeah. have always been a deal, alcoholism has been a, a big deal, you know, and, and and I don't know if I blame it so much on it being illegal or being addicting or All of the above or mental health, you know, but like it's, it's too accessible, especially in in America. I think they say America consumes 70% of all drugs in the world. Wow. Yeah. At once. What's that? At once. (laughs) once, That that was last night. Uh, (laughs) Last night. (laughs) Last night was heavy. (laughs) Why why (laughs) does every
4: motorcycle podcast go into drugs? Are we all just fucking junkies? It it, it, it sure seems like that.
1: I want to talk. Okay. Let's talk about uh, your, your guys' trip. Let, let, let's talk from day The Acid one. trip, or, or. <laughs> 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 the fucking fentanyl, the fetid trip, trip. <laughs> Scotty. How, how's it been, man? Like, oh, the far out. where did we here?
0: start? I'm, I'm trying to remember where we. Okay, so we flew from Sydney to Dallas, and we had the most amazing experience going to the Haas Museum. So you imagine so, so hold on, hold on,
2: go back because we started the podcast in Sydney. Right, I, I flew right. to Sydney for a week to start the podcast with these boys there. So should we start with you? Yeah, You, start practice. in Sydney
3: and then okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take over. So, or do so we do
2: like a Quentin
1: Tarantino where like the middle's the end? And yeah, the end. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fucking editing, <laughs> uh,
2: but but yeah. So when when we you know we've been kind of that shit podcast guest. What the Still fuck is this guy, dude? What the fuck?
0: You have to blast guy's no, it's fucking now. <laughs> it, it's, oh, fucking, wow. it's
2: fucking rolling, too. <laughs> fucking, rolling, no. fucking rolling. Should we connect them to the Bluetooth? <laughs> and be yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> um, no, but uh, so so we've been talking about this for, I don't know, for a while now. Talking just, about uh, what? The, podcasts, like right. starting oh, the podcast. Oh, they starting to think. Yeah, it. yeah. And, uh, and I, I kind of started poking Mark a few months back. I'm like, hey, listen, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? Because the, the, the gaps of... You know all our availability and, and, and stuffs kind of closing up and and he's like fuck it I'm doing a throttle roll so fly over you can uh, you can MC my event and uh, so the throttle
0: roll is like a motorcycle street party in Sydney kind like of like what Roland
2: did the other day a bit smaller uh, right version of that um, no racing but like bikes and music and food and beer and stuff yeah. and a great event and so so I, I flew over to to do that obviously he needed you know to justify paying my flights to Australia. So he's like, okay, you can work all day and you can MC my event. Uh, he told me I wasn't allowed to swear either. So I, and, and I get fuck. up there. I thought I was just bringing the bands on as well. And then I get handed a, sh- a stack of papers, about 10, 15 sheets long with like lines of dialogue. I'm like, holy fuck. You've re- you have probably put me to I had work. to make sure all the sponsors got a shout out. And then and then the, the, the stage crew was run super tight. So I'd get up to announce a band and he'd be like, you've got 23 seconds. I'm like, what? I'm like, how am I going to say all that? I'm be like, get out there, and I'm already kind of like nervous because I don't want to swear, and I'm like, try, my brain's just going ah. But anyway, so uh, we did that, and, I, and then we kind of uh, we started the podcast. Um, we did our first one, just us talking shit. We didn't know what the fuck we we're doing, so right. Nobody um,
0: does. Doing a bit of a introduction yeah, just an introduction to each of intro us. Of a bit of like what we've just done here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then so we did who did we do that? We did uh, Tommy Tom from Purpose Built Moto. Purpose Built Moto. Did, did
0: Ben Branch
2: from Ben Branch from, from Solidrome, you know, Solidrome the the website and Instagram. Oh, no and so. He uh, he d- he does like it's it's, it's basically off. all the
4: shit that you want that you can't afford. Yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. like a Nine. men's. No, no, one yeah, 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 it's, yeah, mad. <laughs> it's <laughs> mad. It's yeah. mad. Yeah. It's like bikes, planes,
2: trains, watches, anything cool. You yeah. Know? Um, and then uh, fentanyl. Uh, fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the train. And, uh, and buy that, two
1: trains, get a car free or something.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then and then so yeah, then we uh, then we took the 15 hour long straight journey straight to Dallas, and I'll hand that over to. Scott and that was
1: one
0: painful flight. Well, Airbnb there was great, wasn't it? Well, Partridge got his own little ch- seat in the emergency exit in front of us, but I was, I was in a sandwich with Mark, who's a big guy, and then an even bigger guy, this Aussie guy next to me. I'm just like, I couldn't put my arms down. He's, I was he's, like, he's never been so turned on in oh, his life. It was hot. <laughs> it was a pure was meat amazing. sandwich. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: What happened? How many hours?
0: Fifteen hours. Oof. Yeah, but these guys both yeah.
1: slept for at least
0: eight of those hours. No, yeah, I didn't. Or you can't. I was sleep. awake the whole time. Yeah, fucking it's tough. hard for me to sleep, man. But then, yeah, we went to Dallas. So the Haas Museum is amazing. I don't know whether you know the background, but Bobby Haas, he made a lot of money, I think, in the eighties selling Dr Pepper. He bought it cheap. He wasn't selling it. cans of Dr Pepper. He, he owned <laughs> he the sold whole company. The company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, he fell in love with motorbikes later on in his life, and he's just these warehouses with classic bikes and also he's got a custom um sort of side to the gallery as well do you guys know why he called it dr pepper no he bought uh, it it, was already, oh it was already dr pepper yeah yeah he just i think they just rebranded it all. He, he bought it i think they sort
4: of amal- amalgamated a few buy brands yeah buy and sell companies put them good. all together as a sort of maybe a fizzy drinks sort of company and sold it and then he was able to just do whatever he wanted dream wise
0: yeah um so he has 232 motorbikes there amazing like if
1: and you were describing it's by year that you kind of like yeah so the classic one
0: he's almost got one for every year and it starts at 1899 which was a i think it was a peugeot yeah yeah and it's like wait harley davidson
1: wasn't the first motorcycle in the world
0: no can you believe it That's fucking weird and it won't be the the last (laughs)
1: and it wasn't american what it wasn't the
2: first (laughs) yeah so it's just incredible Oh, oh, here All we right. go. It, yeah. it was start. It was it, was it Scotland or England? Oh, I've got no, no, I, think no it's, idea. I think it's, it's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. The, the, the Jamie, the, pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Siri. <laughs>
0: you mean Jaime?
3: Yeah, Jaime. Yeah, Jaime. <laughs> <Heimer. laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a beautiful museum. I I heard it's it's outstanding. So oh, it you have to get there. Yeah, you they have get to there get soon there because they're going to yeah, close in a
2: year. If they, if they don't find a, a new custodian who's going to take it and take care of it the way they want it to be taken care of, then they'll split the collection. Yeah. Um,
0: so part of the reason we're here was because of that. Bobby in Bobby's will. Bobby passed away a couple of years ago, unfortunately. Um. uh God rest his soul. But part of the will was to give back a lot of the custom bikes to the builders and the rest, I think, I don't know. Whatever they agree with, it was either
4: they keep it like Anthony said or they sell it out. (laughs) I like the idea of selling out as well because then everyone's got a piece of something that he's owned and that sort of legacy of him continues. Um, But for us, it was just the perfect backdrop to, well, one, catch up with Stacey, but two, also to do more podcasts.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, so Stacey was Bobby's partner, um, she pretty much started it with him. So, yeah, it was great to meet up with her. And Craig Rodsmith was there. He's an Aussie custom bike builder that
2: he's a, lives he's in America. He's a cunt. He's a complete he's a, cunt. cunt. He's a, he's a complete oh, cunt. He's a, he's a proper cunt. He's a proper cunt. <laughs> he's a proper cunt. <laughs> he's a, cunt. You know a right? good cunt. <laughs> he's a sick cunt. He's no, a sick no cunt. he is a good cunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good cunt, nice cunt, like a sick. Can uh, we say cunt on this podcast? I or think we just did, you did f- f- fifty <laughs> times. I right? just say like a, in, in Australia, it means candy or helmet or something. He's a helmet. Yeah. Yes. Just, uh, yeah. So after that, you guys came to
3: well, to La La Land. We
4: actually, we actually, uh, we flew Jay Shire out from Boston. So she owns this uh, oh, business right. called Madhouse Motos. And um, Lebanese girl, absolutely lovely. Builds some amazing motorbikes, and sort of, you know, she's just she's the OG, right? She's so good at what she does. So we flew her out and, and did
2: building a podcast bikes with Union her as well, or ten or something, yeah, like that in our garden, and that was oh, awesome. Fuck. So
4: we got three podcasts under our belt in Dallas. Well, in Dallas for two days, yeah, and yeah. then we flew over to LA. We we're here for one night. I got the boys' accommodation on the water.
2: Uh, the rest is history. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, hold on, he says on the water. So, so let's let's wind it back to. Um, Dallas. So we arrive in Dallas after a 15-hour flight. I've not slept. These two have both slept, um, and so they're feeling quite fresh. I'm like fucked. Is it the cocaine? It yeah, it was all sleep. the fentanyl and cocaine that I took on the plane to try to <laughs> help me sleep. And uh, <coughs> so then <laughs> I, we get here, and he's like, "Oh, dude, the 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 Airbnb's sick. We're gonna have fucking three bedrooms. It's lovely. It's fucking nice place. It's right on the water.
0: No, not in the oh, the, you're no, talking the about Dallas. Dallas. So so we there is get no water in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Just calm we're on the sewer,
2: <laughs> um, and so so we get there, and we get we. It takes us half an hour to figure out how to get inside, and then uh, and then we get in, and we're like we walk in, and they're like oh this place is fucking lovely. We walk down oh one bedroom that's lovely, two bedrooms <laughs> oh lovely. Where's the fucking third bedroom you fucks? Uh-oh. And we're like oh we couldn't figure it out, and obviously it's a pull out bed in the, in the oh, living room on the couch. But there's not like no curtains, so you got like a massive bay window just kind of. You know, so we slept together. Let's cut. Yeah. Cut the chase. chase. And Scotty snores like a fucking dead man. And fucking he's got a sleep apnea machine. So it's either sleep with Darth Vader or sleep with a snoring fucker. And I'm just like, holy shit.
0: How's a dead man snore? I want to know that. That's like quiet. You, like you, mate. So I don't snore. <laughs> so, so he's dead asleep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I so just think he's
4: racist and he wanted to sleep
2: with a white guy and not a brown guy. <laughs> Come on. You'll always be my brown
3: bro. <laughs> But, uh, but, but uh, it's getting very racial.
2: Oh, so racist. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, they had sex and, so, yeah, and they've yeah. got a kid coming in. Nine so, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And then, so, what color com- is he going to be? <laughs> Beige. If Beige. he comes out black, I'm going to be Beige.
1: If he comes out with red hair, <laughs> it's Roland's kid. <laughs> it's Roland was.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, so, so then, so then we're like, I'm like, fuck, okay. So I still haven't really got a good night's sleep yet. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, fuck, we're gonna go to LA. So we land in LA. He's like, oh, dude, this Airbnb. This is Mark, by the way. Dude, this Airbnb is just fucking sick. We've all got our own bedrooms this time. It's right on the water. It's fucking legit. I'm like, sweet. So me and Scotty are all excited. Ooh, Ooh. So looking we're pulling down like to the port in Marina del Rey. I'm like, oh, there's some nice fucking places right on the water down yeah, there. And yeah. like, sweet. So like, sweet. We're looking at the penthouse. Yeah, we're looking up at all there. the penthouses. <laughs> <and> <laughs> going, <laughs> the <fuck out> Which <laughs> one is it? Which get one is it? We're like, out we have this one or we have that and one? And I'm
4: building it up as <laughs> we're driving, right? I'm like, yeah, boys, it's right on the water. This thing's beautiful. I made sure on the itinerary. we got to jet skis to get to it. I made sure on the itinerary it didn't say anything. It just had the address location.
2: Yeah, so so then Mark calls the owner and the, and the owner of the Airbnb. He uh, he <laughs> <laughs> he kind of shows up and walks. He's walking us to this place. I'm like, why do we park here? And we're walking way down the other end of this parking lot. I'm like, that's weird to have a parking space like so far away from your apartment, right? And I'm like, okay, so maybe it's just whatever. So we all, we get like halfway down the quayside, and it's like and I just hear him and Mark talking. He's like, oh yeah, the boat. He's like, I'm like, I just look at Scotty. I'm going. Did this motherfucker just say boat, well, and like outside, I'm looking, yeah. and there's no there there ain't no two hundred and fifty foot sunseekers or yeah, super yachts or like nice big sexy looking yachts. Yeah, like, yeah. they're all little small sailboats. Like where we were, they're like a raft. And I'm like, you, mother- <laughs> I'm like you, motherfucker. So sure enough, he opens the gate. We walk out to this key, and we're on a thirty five foot like old you know, like. 35 year old sailboat i'm like you motherfucker it was fucking beautiful <laughs> it was a, it was beautiful. it was everything
4: i wanted it to be when i was planning this out 8 weeks ago yeah and i funny. found this boat and i'm just like these boys are going to fucking hate me but right. i need to do this because i know that the look on their face is going to make <laughs> me feel the did you record it at least? Yeah, 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 It was yeah. nighttime, so it was like it's not as if I could get their reaction on GoPro. Right. I recorded them afterwards. I had the GoPro recording the whole time, so I'll look back at it. But <laughs> I recorded the boys afterwards to get their interactions. And to be fair, they were upset, but they were pissing themselves yeah. laughing at the <laughs> same time. No, it was bloody funny. It was so funny.
2: You know, we we're just so tired. We just got off the plane. It was like already midnight or something, or ten o'clock or something. And we we're just like and they had individual bedrooms yeah well we, oh. made, we made him sleep in the fucking galley because it was <laughs> yeah. his fucking you know, he did get a bedroom it was his great idea yeah yeah so I took the uh, he took the mash. I couldn't even I sleep really
4: that night. I remember I was just like shivering I was waking up hot and cold fucking
2: good thing I, w- night. I, I got out of bed at like 3.30 in the morning and I walked to go take a piss and thank god I did because the boat was sinking <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was six inches of you, water you over exaggerate so <laughs> fucking <laughs> the boat it was was sinking. sinking. I, I stepped into the toilet <laughs> and right? you swam into the toilet I swam into the toilet, right? I swam up. swam into the bathroom. Swam into the, the bathroom toilet. to the toilet. No, I stepped in, and the water it was... There's just up, everywhere. The water was above my ankle. Were you drunk and you stood in the toilet? No, 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 no. Because no. it, it's like a wet room, right? So, right, right. And uh, so, so obviously the drain, you know... When, so, you so you saved when their lives. So I saved their lives. These oh, guys. my God. We they fucking all owe you. you. No, exactly. he
0: didn't wake us up. He, you just yeah. swam out. I just,
2: I just I I pa- pa- he, got, he went to the hotel. <laughs> I, popped, like, I packed all my bags and I put them outside <laughs> on the key. But as I was going out, Mark woke up. So I, oh shit, man. I was just fucking, you know, yeah. I was just pumping the cup. I'll turn the pump Save on. i the, drain the boat. I thought he was trying
4: to start the fucking boat because I just hear motors or pumps or something running and I'm half a fucking sleep because we've been drinking... Like every night that we've been here, we've been drinking, right? So it's 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning. We had an early night, which was midnight. And he's telling me this story and I'm trying to fucking take all the information. in. And then he goes, all right, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, what the fuck? What about if this floods again while we're sleeping? I'm like... I'm going to be the first one dead because I'm the closest one to the fucking bathroom, and so I've looked at the time. I've gone at water Water's 3:30.
2: not fire; it's not going to like come out and burn you first. Bro, it just slowly, <laughs> slowly creeps up. We don't know just, that man. Sneaks into my nostrils and I drown. <laughs> no, a shark guides in because of the goes water. into your sleep apnea machine and up the tube and <laughs> fucking drowns you straight.
4: So I set the alarm. So I didn't want to wake up, but I set the alarm for three and a half I didn't want hours. To wake up. For three and a half hours, I set the alarm because I was sitting there going, "If that happens again." It took three and a half hours from when we first went to sleep. Just and to I'm a nice out fucking out guy. So out. I woke up at 7 a.m. and then I couldn't get back to sleep. That's the story of this whole trip.
2: And yeah, no sleep. It's
4: minimal sleep. It's just been, we've done nine podcasts and it's just been in Total or in LA? In total. In total. Uh, so we, we sort of, we did that accommodation, which was the Thursday night. And then Friday night, we went and stayed down at Huntington Beach. So we're going for Roland Sands events. Um, let's see if I can get this right. Moto Beach Classic. Yeah, yeah there nice. you go. <laughs> Fuck, that took forever. <laughs> took you all. Um, and so we went to that event, and we got this cute little Airbnb. And then well, you then were oh, there. You
1: saw yeah, it. yeah. We there. The,
2: the Love where, Shack.
4: That's where we yeah. met yeah. you. It was
1: it was one bedroom and one big bed, and like a yeah. car-shaped bed that you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. Scott said, yeah. it was the the Love Shack. on the man. ceiling. Yeah, um, so much sex. <laughs> it's just, it's just so, so much. Sex. didn't it
2: smell like sex when you walked Bro, in the door it smelled like common alcohol <laughs> oh, I Thank was you. like the floors are sticky <laughs> why are
4: the floors sticky you should, you should have touched the ceiling that wasn't alcohol um, <laughs> that wasn't alcohol huh and then obviously we got to fucking meet you which yeah. has been awesome for us
1: and then fucking it's funny because I, di- I didn't even realize that event was happening that day I just knew it was happening sometime and I wasn't watching it and then you guys were like you want to go to the event and I was like yeah I'll show up for five minutes And then a few beers later, took some shots in the VIP area. You were there for hours, man. Oh, dude, I was there for hours. And Mm -hmm. then I started getting a little buzz. And I was like, dude, this is such a rich man's fucking, like... Let's get motorbikes, have them go in yeah. circles and have people hang out and eat fucking chips that look like motorcycles. Yeah. yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, it's tasty. this is It's very, it's very tasty. You should have um, stayed at the love shack that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, I was we, like, we, we had spare room. <laughs> I, I was like, if I have one more drink, I, I won't make it home. You today. could have, you could have said yeah. it I, I couldn't do it, but what a, what a fucking great event. The live wires. What do you guys think about the live wires? Did you guys like well, them? I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know what I feel about that bike <laughs> by the footage you've got on your center.
2: Yeah,
4: I, 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 I know. Yeah, I was got. telling everyone that Anthony's only tested half the bike because the front half wasn't touching the was ground the entire at fucking all, time. At all, dude.
2: I, I fucking love that bike. So my, I Which bike are we talking about? The Del Mar. A, the Livewire Del, Del Mar. The, 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 the Del Mar the He's S-T- just saying S-T- that because he wants one for free. I yeah. do want one for free, and uh, and hopefully <laughs> I can make that happen. Well, not for free,
1: honest. I used to be the general manager fucking like 10, 15 years ago for Harley Davidson. So I went on a lot of test rides. I've never seen anybody have so much fun on a bike than you on a test ride. Yeah, yeah. I was Like just, you naturally clicked on the fucking bike, and it, lo- it looks like your cock was like inside Plugged the bike, into, the no, bike i is actually did, i did plug my <laughs> cock into the bike that's how it gets all like you the two are energy. penetrating yeah, yeah. each other You want <laughs> like an avatar that <laughs> fucking connects but like honestly i got on that <laughs> thing and i was
2: just like right away i just kind of you know got my bearings and like this fucking thing just fits it just it just works it's a great seating position it's just like right where you want it to be a hooligan bike yeah. you know what i mean i've got loads of different bikes and and i love all motorcycles. I'm, I'm never going to give up my fucking ice engine bikes, but that that to me, electric bikes are not the new, you know, it's not taking over. For me, it's just a fucking, another fucking cool toy to put right. in the box, right? And that, if if you're, you know, people bitch and moan about the, the, the range on it because you get like, what, 80, 80 miles or something? It's like it's but like, run. If you're ripping around the city, you're not doing 80 miles in a fucking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going here from here to here and here, and how are you going to? Even get most from?
1: people that go to work, I think like the average is like 40 miles. Yeah,
2: and and like, and like the, my only fear is when I get one of those things, I probably won't have my license for very long, because yeah. it's just a fucking complete hooligan bike. It's so fucking fun. It just and you have to ride it like that. Uh, it. I've got a question for you, Anthony. Yeah. Do you have a license? Uh, I do now. Okay. I do now. Yeah. Yeah. I procured like a water. Mexican license or something With Spanish, <laughs> <a> Spanish license. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to redo my test. I, 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 so I had a Canadian license. You don't have to lie, man. I had, no, I, had, Canadian, I, had I had a Canadian license and, uh, and that, uh, that expired and I was quite poor. So I couldn't, f- I had to fly back home to like get a new license. You can't just, yeah. What, just what does renew. it expire? Like five years or? Uh, it was 10 years ten in Canada. 10 years. And, uh, and so I was like, shit, I need to renew my license. But I was, broke, I was working at a scuba diving center in Menorca, and, uh, and I just couldn't get home in time to do it, and then if you let it lapse one year, then you have to start from scratch, So it's kind of like, you gotta start from the beginning, so I was like, fuck it, just and then for pretty much my whole life in Spain, I was like, I didn't have a license, I was just driving around, riding bikes, and I had a I, had a mo- I think co- every motorcyclist has had that one year in life, where it's like, fuck, I don't have a license I, I own one of the biggest custom motorcycles like in, no. in <laughs> one of the biggest custom motorcycles in Spain Two doors down from the police station, and I didn't have a motorcycle license. Yeah, you don't need it. You know that, all the cops. I knew all the cops, of course. But uh, but it was the it was the chief of police for the local cops. He he was gunning for me because I painted some yellow parking lines, you know, like for bikes out in front of the parking lot. But you have to get a permit from the city, and they come and paint the lines once you get the permit. But I was like, I don't need a permit. I'm just going to paint the yellow lines. And then uh, the the chief saw them one day, and he's like, "Fuck." I'm going to fucking do this guy. So, but all my buddies were, I knew all the cops. So as soon as he left the office on his bike to come bust me at my shop, my buddy calls. He goes, hey, chief's coming down to fucking do you for those lines. So I got my, uh, my, my staff to run out there with gray paint, paint over the lines really quick and park the shop van over the lines. So he pulls up and like, there's no lines on the floor. And he's like, yeah, motherfucker. So <laughs> since that day, he was gunning for me. And <laughs> He caught up with me about a year later. And uh, he's like, if you don't get your license, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do you.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm,
2: <not> gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm you gonna,
1: I'm gonna, gonna fuck you it. in the <laughs> ass boy but is he gonna fuck in your ass or yeah. kill you yeah, bro yeah. that's pretty extreme yeah, both <laughs> yeah. But, uh,
2: what? But, but yeah so so then I had to get my <laughs> then it's the shortest license in history as well because <laughs> I I had my license I, I, I rode my bike to get my license and then once I got my license then it was completely illegal because you have to take a car license before you can get your, your bike license you can't just go for a bike right. and not have a car so I had to do the car but then now I'm in the system in Spain and I've Got a car license, but I don't own a car. I've only got a motorcycle. I've got a shop van, but I've got, I've got the car or uh, the bike. That's a business thing. Yeah, so I, so I ride my bike to go get thing, and I'm riding my bike home from my – I've got my little paper, like, temporary permit, right? And I get pulled over at a traffic stop, and they're like, I'm like, oh, fuck, this ain't going to go well. Hopefully I know the cop. Right. And uh, usually I did, or I can get I, – I Or get you know of, his sister Yeah, or something. Or something. <laughs> or his grandma. Um, and uh, and so, so he pulls me over, and it wasn't anybody I knew, and I couldn't call anybody. It was too, too, too short a time, and he's like, boom. Took six points off my license. You only get eight as a new, uh, new driver, so he took six points and a $450 euro fine. So I had two points left on my license half an hour after I got my license. And, wow. then, and then two weeks after that, I got in a huge fight with my girlfriend at the time. And, uh, she was, she was, um, a recovering alcoholic. She was a bit crazy. And, uh, and, uh, so I was either like stay and like, it was one of those relationships it was either fucking or fighting. There was no in between. Right. It was like all passion or all fucking the house is getting smashed to bits. Right. And I'm like, I got to fucking leave cause this is going to go mental. And so I stupidly, I was drunk, got on my bike and just fucked off to my buddy's house and, uh, ran into another police control. And I fucking was like, I was way too drunk to drive and lo- completely lost my license for two weeks after having it for eight months. <laughs> Fuck, man. At least you had it for that two yeah, weeks. exactly. <laughs> I was legal at for two weeks. At least you had it for two
1: weeks. What's, uh, Mark, what's, what's the most, um, it sounds like your whole fucking trip's been outstanding and amazing. You guys have had amazing interactions. I got to witness at the, uh, at, at um, Roland Sands event, how many people were losing their minds seeing you guys and approaching you guys. But, Top one uh, epic moment of this trip that you're just like, oh my God, can you talk about it? Or Yeah, 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 of course. Um, man, there's been so many epic parts. I mean,
4: there's two. I mean, one, it's always nice to meet the guys on the ground that are helping you out with events, right? Right. So we've got 900 events around the world. There's not possibly a way for me to maintain 900 relationships. Yeah, you have two arms beagle. and three legs. Exactly. You can only do so much. Um, two and a half legs. <laughs> and so when you sort of come here, it's great to catch up with the team quarter. that make that happen. And that was the team that you met as well, right? All, all the guys down there, two and a quarter. That was good. Um, and <laughs> and so one, that's always a highlight for me because it's really nice connecting with those guys. And then to be fair, if you, I mean, this seven days has probably been seven of the best days I've had in a very long time. And don't get me wrong, it's been stressful. We've been traveling lots half the time that you know we're going out half the time we're going out i don't even want to go out it's these boys forcing me i'm like i just want to (laughs) fucking go to bed i've just become this old man but um but the best part for me would probably be yesterday so yesterday we interviewed robbie madison and that was super fucking cool fellow fellow australian i've known him for a few years um i teed that up when we started figuring out who we're going to get in the podcast and he was so receptive to it and that was super cool being in his house his family watching them do tricks and stuff and then obviously watching his little kids do
2: backflips into the foam pit was so
4: cool and then uh and then we go past roland sands house for um drinks and and the podcast (laughs) and i see these dj decks in his garage and he's gone inside to get some drinks and i've gone fuck i haven't used these decks before let's let's jump on i've jumped on i've started mixing and he's come out what is that word dj decks
1: Decks Decks no, no, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> Show us
4: your
1: decks Decks Oh cause you're like I saw those decks And I jumped oh, on yeah, them so fucking I love jumping on, jump on, on dicks. a deck Love jumping so, on a no, dick but it's, it's, it's the accent I'm just clarifying for America oh, <laughs> I don't yeah, want no America that. to be So, so you jumped so, on so You jumped on Roland Stones' decks Yeah so I,
4: I used to be A dick jockey Disc Disc Sorry disc Disc Got it I had to ask, bro So I started I started playing And he sort of Come back to To the garage I'm just gonna cut The whole podcast
0: To that Yeah 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 <laughs> there's there's your there's your soundbite. Got you. Should we start again? Should we go back to the beginning? Oh, dude, I'm cutting. No, no, we're not cutting. This is uncut, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: So, and you guys just started battling, right? Well,
4: yeah, I started DJing. And he's come up and he goes, "You played." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been playing since I was 14." And then we just yes. went into basically it was it wasn't a head to head. It was days. more of a collaborative mix. So no. we were both controlling the mixer. He was using some additional sound effects, and then we just started fucking mixing. And I'm just sitting there going. You know, now I'm getting amped up, right? Because we're playing fucking big tunes. And I was exhausted. When I was driving to, to Roland's house, like, we've had a big day already. A lot of fucking driving. And I am so tired. I'm basically like... Guys, the moment that my eyes get heavy, one of you guys are driving, yeah. And then we get there, pump all this music out, and then we go straight into the podcast. It goes for like an hour and forty minutes, and then he looks at me and he goes, "We are jumping back on the decks." And I'm like, "Fuck it, oh three And Then we went straight (laughs) back onto the decks and kept on
0: mixing for about another half an hour. It It sounds like dicks at some point. Yeah, that was a pretty epic day. It was mad. It's going to be a day we'll remember for the rest of our lives for
2: sure. And then, and then we were driving home, and I was like, "Fuck." Why don't we go to the comedy store and see some comedy? I mean, it was, it's still early. We can have one night nightcap before we go. And we went to the comedy store, and uh, um, we were funnier than the comedian. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like. Did you it, see any any, any uh, big names? It was uh, it was um, oh, what's his name? Don Burris? Mm-mm. He's uh, he's, he's he's no one. He's a, he's no, he's, he's quite a big comedian. Oh, he's, he's quite big for, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, well. a, he's a big American comedian. He's, he's pretty fucking dark. Um, he like get, he, he, He's like Quite famous for getting Girls to spit in his mouth On stage He does like Fucking Oh my god He's yeah. pretty dark The guy's
4: um, a we- weirdo But it's yeah, just yeah. It's just it like pretty abusive he yeah, had, seriously, it was too much. <laughs> he has a show. People walked out. Anthony was getting turned up. Really? He, yeah. he has a show,
2: <coughs> and it, it's not like his stand-up. It, it wasn't doing stand-up. He was just kind of doing, like, crowd work and sitting there, and he yeah. a couple other comedians Improv. come up. And he's just kind of, he's using that to get bits for his, his material. But he, he yeah. He yeah, t- most people t- are practicing there. Yeah, yeah, especially at that hour. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the yeah. OR, and it's late at night. So it's just kind of, uh, the guy walks in. Like, as soon as we walk in there, he's like, okay, just to let, I've just got to. Intr- like introduce to this this part of the show. It's it's pretty fucking loose. Like if you want to fucking get on stage and get your dick out, fucking feel free. You can shout out, get involved, <laughs> fucking you know spit swear, fucking whatever you want to do. We're like yeah. oh, okay, it's that kind of party. So we walked in <laughs> and it was uh,
4: we basically got there after all the comedians had finished, and he yeah. was just trying to soak up the time to justify
1: the money we just spent. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They <laughs> were seriously. like, we got some fucking clowns in here. We just. <laughs> No, they paid 60 bucks, 100 bucks to get in.
2: It was just it. Well, th- I think we only paid 10. They give us a discount. So it was, it was, that was all right.
1: That was still not. What, like what time it. was this? Like 1 a.m.? Yeah. Tw-
3: yeah. yeah. yeah and
0: they were sense. shutting at 2 or something. The
4: annoying yeah. part The annoying part was <laughs> I'm tired again driving back from Long Beach to here. And then we probably passed it on the fucking highway or something to get back. Because then we we get back home and I'm like, actually, fuck it, let's go out. And then there's another half an hour drive to get there. <laughs> and then I think we got home at what? 3 o'clock in yeah, the morning three o'clock it was a late one again
1: mm. how, how did you guys uh how did you guys meet like what what you know you guess i got a sorry S- it starts with scott it's actually. a long story
0: but it starts with you between all of us no but we did a when i f- first started pipe burn i was probably a year or two into it we did a ride like pipe burn ride in sydney and i don't know we probably got 20 guys turned up all like on custom bikes sr 400s and Mark was one of those guys. And he was super pumped, super keen. He was like, I want to do this every week. I'm like, dude, I've got young kids. I can't do this every week. I think that's pretty much how you started Sydney Cafe races, right? Yeah, so I had a <laughs> I
4: had an SR500 with a little uh, Honda monkey tank, like four litres of fuel. So I'm emailing these guys, asking them so many fucking questions just to determine what the fuel <laughs> stops were. Yeah. So I didn't break down. And then I ended up always the guy you want to ride with The guy yeah, yeah. a fucking tiny tank. <laughs> yeah. Fashion
0: over function. Yeah. And then always. I had another
4: two liters in like in containers on the back of the bike. And so I did, bottles. That. Yeah. <laughs> I did that ride and I was like, oh, this is fucking epic. So many cool bikes. And everybody and then, else is like this fucking guy. He stopped three times. I started Sydney cafe races to be able to do that more on a weekly and a monthly basis. And then off the back of Sydney Cafe races, obviously, Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, Throttle Roll, Scram Eyewear, all the different businesses that I run. Now,
1: Distinguished Gentleman Ride, because you're saying that very casually, uh, like, like, and then I started it after I started this. But like, how, how? When did you get involved with Movember? And 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 what do you mean? You just started off Mo- one ride and you yeah. So it was
4: a photo of Don Draper from Mad Men, uh, yeah, John Hamill, I think whatever his name is. I think it's John, it John Ham. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never watched an episode of it, but he was on. Uh, a cover of GQ magazine and that picture got posted in one of our groups and I've gone, oh fuck that looks good man, this, this dude's handsome motherfucker on a motorcycle what a great way to break the stereotype that not all motorcyclists are one percenters, right? right everyone stereotypes us, they think that we're angry they think that we're violent, they think that we're hoons, I'm like, we can use this and show people that motorcyclists can be your mom, your dad, your brother irrespective, it could be anyone, right And so I put together the idea of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride and the whole basis was let's go for a ride through the heart of the city, let's wave to people, let's be courteous and let's show them a different side to the person riding the motorcycle. Right. And in the first year I had 64 mates from around the world, uh, like including David from El Solitario and a fair few guys going, hey, we're going to host a ride with you, we think it's a great idea. So I put together some quick guidelines and we had 64 rides in the first year. And then the second year we were approached by a prostate cancer foundation and, you know, they basically gave me the, uh, the, the spiel that guys aren't getting tested because they still think it's a finger up the ass. They don't realize that it's uh, a blood test. And I thought, okay, well we're sort of breaking this, you know, macho mentality to motorcycling. Like let's go a little bit deeper (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's go a little bit deeper and start to I educate
1: so I this and make this so gay yeah <laughs>
4: educate these guys that it's a blood test and we did it and we set a goal the um, goal was $250,000 <laughs> <laughs> fuck me dollars we can arrange one for you and Scotty I'm sure on the day of the event we raised two hundred fifty grand, and by that time it was in 145 cities around the world fuck and then we partnered up with the Prostate Cancer Foundations globally but there were individual relationships so it's, it's a lot of fucking time yeah, when yeah. you're doing something that you don't even Know, like it was never meant to be a paycheck. It was, let's just do this, build it up, save a few lives and, and palm it off to a charity that will know how to do this better than we will. Right. The fact of the matter is they couldn't do it better than we do. And that's why we're in the position 12 years later where, you know, we're still kicking ass with it and it's grown from, you know... 64 cities to 900. We partnered with Movember about eight years ago because we wanted to sort of basically have one relationship with a charity yeah. as opposed to the six or seven that we had back then. Um, and then as a result of losing one of our ride hosts in Austin, Jeremiah, uh, we sort of started to to prioritise the mental health side and that connected really well with motorcyclists because there are a lot of issues that we were able to talk about. And there's a lot of people that are feeling pretty down. And during COVID, it was a good time to spark that conversation up again. And we now 50% goes towards prostate cancer and 50% goes towards suicide prevention. So it's, it's, strong. it's it's been a life-saving event for a lot of people. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. And it's always interesting when you've got these events and to be fair, sometimes it's a little bit draining as well. And I don't say that in a bad way, but more emotionally because you know, you're the guy that started the distinguished gentleman's ride. People know that they can come up to me and talk to me in confidence, um, and that we can talk about these issues. But sometimes you've got days it gets heavy where you're having that conversation ten times, and you know you want to. You're in bed by six p.m. because you're exhausted. Like yeah. London, when we did the London ride together, I think I was in bed by six p.m. that night. Didn't even yeah. go on party. Didn't yeah. even celebrate the end of DGR. I Was just drained. Wow, man! Uh, I mean, amazing. And that's where
2: we, that's where we met. Yeah, really so that cool.
4: was the segue into, I guess, me building DGR, getting sponsored by Triumph Motorcycles, um, and also having a relationship with the Bike Shed in London. They were our hosts, Dutch and Vicky, are good friends of mine, um, and they put on a show. and Anthony had his. Uh, one of his Yamahas at the show, and I saw this Yamaha. And I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I don't think I actually knew you before then. No, no, no. I met no, you no. specifically I there that, that first time, show, yeah. and I'd flown twenty four hours to get to this show to be there for three days and fly back to Sydney, and then I met this motherfucking cunt, <laughs> and and it, it changed my life. <laughs> like he, he's probably my closest motorcycling buddy. Like it's just we've done rides, man. We've been invited to do test rides in in Catalonia. Uh, we've ridden bikes in a whole diff- lot of different places yeah, all together over the world.
2: <coughs> it's been uh, it's been emotional yeah this, whole trip. this
4: is the longest I've been with him and anyone goes so like you know I'm gonna be with Scotty at the airport crying that I miss Anthony <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy's been he's in Sydney for a week and with him here for a week so it's been it's been two awesome weeks and then yeah. obviously Scott and Anthony would have met as a result of Anthony and I. Yeah, we met in
0: Austin, I think, the first time. yeah, oh, I think 2018. 2018. I think yeah. We, yeah. Where we had the best, probably the best weekend, apart yeah, from yeah. this last week. That was epic. Yeah, <laughs> it was just
2: a shorter version of what we're doing now. Yeah, it was epic. The podcast. And it was just that. Uh, it just clicked. Like, I think we would probably talked a few times, you know, online with Pipe Burn and probably some of my bikes yeah, on yeah. the side or something like that. We featured you at Yamaha years yeah, ago. Exactly, yeah, And uh But, yeah, we never met. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to fly to draw Australia as yeah. much as mark flies unless, unless, unless someone else pays him unless someone else pays for my flights um but uh but yeah it was great and that so we w- we met scotty in, in austin it was just like he's one of the fucking boys he's 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 one of us you know what i mean it just kind of clicked and then the chance that we got to get back together when we start when when mark because i do a po- another podcast in, in in england with uh charlie borman and a friend of ours ben i've heard of him um yeah. Uh, awesome. He, Which? He, how did you do that? Um, well, they're friends. M- they friends of mine that I met through the DGR. Really. I, I met. I met Charlie. I met Charlie uh, at the DGR, and I met Ben at the DGR because he was the he was working for Movember. Yeah. Um, at the time, so he helped uh, host the rides in in London worked with the bike shed and all those guys so the amount of that relationships <laughs> that that event has created is fucking and we're talking marriages insane.
4: we're talking future marriages, di- yeah. future divorces <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> have come together
1: oh, at that brotherhood event. friendships i Didn't mean someone bl-
2: actually proposed at the yeah DGR. yeah our san diego yeah.
4: host actually got married at dgr as well because he met his his partner through dgr the cool thing about it is listen there's a lot of people out there that uh, are socially lonely and I think a lot of us guys got into motorcycles because we didn't have that big friendship network and that's your hobby. Yeah, you know, it's your weekend, yeah, you've yeah. got some free time, go for a ride. But you quickly realize how how you know fast you can build really strong relationships because you've all got the same passion of motorcycles. Yeah. So what I love about DJ and I only realized it during COVID is yeah, it's great that we're raising money for charity. It's great that we're raising sort of awareness, getting guys to get checked for prostate cancer, being able to have those conversations about their mental health. But then it is also equally important that they come together and get to go for a ride together because they're forming these in-person relationships, and that's a right. social connectivity that you don't have when we're going through COVID. You know, it was a great one for those guys to still be able to get out there and do that. And you know, there are a lot of guys out there that have got a friendship circle now because of DGR. There are a lot of people out there that have motorcycle groups that were formed because they met at DGR and they said, yeah. like I did with Scott back then, we should do this more often. There like, are probably like, hundreds. Like I
1: did with Hyman. I met Hyman at Bike Shed once. He was buying a jacket and I was like, I got that jacket, you should get it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I go, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. That's it, we never talked. Yeah. And then last year at DGR, it was like four of us standing next to each other. Hey, you guys want to ride together? Yeah, let's ride together. Yeah. And ever since that moment, we all got on WhatsApp and now, you know, he's, we're, we're neighbors. So he lives down the street and we work out once a week. The kids hang out. We go riding every weekend. So you're trying to tell and me that you
4: got invited to boxing this morning as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or is that just me? So that it's usually invited. Wednesdays. It's usually I go Wednesdays with him. Oh, it, yeah, he's yeah. cheating on you, bro. Yeah,
2: I know. He just, just wanted fuck to punch no. you in the face, bro. I, yeah, must be. That's, that's
1: all it
4: was. He was like, I hate younger men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, no, he,
1: he, he fucks people up. He, he likes taking people there and fucking challenging them. and See how fucking winded He's I'll, just like, yeah. I'll, I'll go back
4: to Sydney, take some rods, come back, and I'll fucking sort him out. They
1: took me there with the, the one-pound weights. They're like, all right, we're going to hold up one-pound weights. I was like, one-pound weights? Get the fuck out of here. Like 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. You're shaking. So I went fucking. Out to my gym, and now I get on the stairmaster, and I hold my arms up and fucking do that for like twenty minutes. So last time I was like, "It's a good look, one pound, good look." Yeah. Yeah, it's a great. All this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm you, the memes and the way we can cut this up is going to be great. But good, continue. So DGR. So you met Charlie, and uh and then so you so were fun. like, "You want to start a podcast?" Um, i was like,
2: "Okay." Well, we, we've been friends so now passion. um again since probably two thousand thirteen since that DGR that you came over to London. And um, and then, you know, our lives have always intertwined because I've been in you know, I've s I s I move and then I moved to England to do the T V show for Discovery Channel. Um, and then so I've been I've been, you know, planted in um, the UK permanently now for, for almost, almost seven years now. Um, Congrats. so I started kind of, you know, he hates it. <laughs> like yeah. congratulations. Oh, yeah. sorry. I went from Southern Spain to, to, to rain. So it's kind of a, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying not to slag off England because I, I, I do like it. I do like England. Just I just don't want to live there. Right. You know what I mean? I love my family's there. I was born there. Um, I love going to England. I love, I love, I love that British feel of you know you're going down London and you kind of you get that boy geez you know that, hey, that fucking, you know that i i do like i do like that i do like the kind of the english vibe but i just can't do it for fucking 7 years straight right. and and the rain just kills me yeah um but you can't uh, stand the rain yeah can't stand the rain <laughs> you can just blame it on the rain <laughs> yeah 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 um and and yeah so so you know me and charlie i think actually i lie. i met charlie at the opening of the bike shed it, when, when bikes, it, bikes it, no, uh, oh, London, London because oh, he's, he's one of the founding members. And uh, so we met, that's, f- yeah, we met there. Um, so we, um, we've just kind of. Know, that was 2012 too, right? Uh, th- 2000, it might have been 2011. Mm. Or two Roughly 2000, maybe around. Yeah, somewhere no, around it,
4: there. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be
2: because I only met before. Dutch,
4: I only met Dutch probably 2013 or so. And him and I were walking through Shoreditch and that's when we saw the space. And I hadn't been to London before that. I did the LA ride. I reckon it's
2: we can Google this shit. Uh, anyways, well, well, uh, that's where I met Charlie, and uh, and it's just yeah, the, the motorcycle community, as you know, it's quite small. You know what I mean? As, as, as it truly as, is. as big as it is. It's quite small. Yeah, um, especially you know if you do certain things and uh, and uh, and so yeah, we just and it wasn't. It was a couple of years ago. Ben Ben approached me and he's like, you know, I, I wanted to start a podcast. And Ben's like, yeah, okay, I, w- I want to start a podcast. I wanted to start one as well, and we just couldn't find the right time or or the the right thing to do it with, or the right platform. And and then um, kind of Ben just kind of went gung ho and said, hey, let's do this. So I'm I'm, I'm going to organize it. Me, you, and Charlie will do this podcast together. And we just kind of decided. And and that th- our podcast stems from the DGR as well because it's a Men's uh, it's it's mental health and it's like a mindfulness motorcycle podcast. Um, so we kind of we have like celebrities and racers and different different people on as guests and we interview them and talk about you know it, it doesn't have to go deep it can be like this it can be just fun and, and whatever but if if uh, most most dudes we interview especially like guys that have been in rock, big rock bands and you know done you know, public careers and stuff like that and um, you know they've all got you know. Stories, stories, experience, and, and, and they've all gone through something, especially like ex-racers, retired Formula One drivers, and things like that. When you lose, when you when you finish such a car- like a career that's so big and you're so famous, and then all of a sudden you go to being not in the spotlight anymore, it takes a toll on people. And some people go through, you know, rough patches. They lose their family members, they lose whatever, and and you know, so it, so it can get quite deep. And it's it's really, it's I quite like it because it's 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 a chance for me to actually unload my shit because we actually do have those, those chats and, it, and it's in those chats where I get to go, hold on, actually, I, I start thinking about things and I'm like, and I get these things off my chest because I'm talking to my mates about, you know, like like why he started the DGR and, and why it's so important that for us to have these conversations with each other, just to check in and just say, hey, man, are you all right? Because sometimes, you you know, for, for no apparent reason, you can just, you know, we've all got problems in our lives and you can just start, Thinking about something and it can lead you down a fucking dark oh, path so really bad, yeah. quick, and uh, and if you don't talk to your mates about it, then it just manifests. You well, know, you what can I mean? talk and to your mates sometimes about. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, 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 that's the whole thing that Mark's been trying to do, and November's doing, and, and and all this kind of, our whole community is is trying to kind of make this a normal thing. You know, guys, we don't have to be fucking tough biker dudes. You know what I mean? We don't have to. You know we're allowed to talk about shit. We're allowed to have emotions. We're allowed to fucking cry. We're allowed to, you know what I mean? We can, we can, we can open up to our friends and not. Uh, okay. Is, the is there, t- is there a line
1: of, of what you can talk about and not talk about? Like, like where is it where it's a legitimate complaint of like, fuck man, you know, uh, my, my, the children are overwhelming. My wife's overwhelming. Well, it works to, you know, and, and then where's the line where it's just like, you're kind of complaining. We're like, yeah, you yeah. know, like work sucks. And I don't like my job. It's like, dude, stop complaining about it. Like, it, like, it Where's the thin line? You know
2: what I mean. But I think I think even even just a complaint like that, you know what I mean, because you're still thinking about that shit, and it's obviously it, it beats it's, you. It's, yeah. It beats you down. But like you, even if you were just complaining like that, and you're made to like listen, you fucking dickhead, shut the fuck up, and and that's that's enough for the, the conversation. Just to like take you out of that mindset and go, you know what? Oh, Actually, right. I'm a fucking complaining cunt. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have it that bad. Take a step back. And look at the things you do have. You have fucking y- kids. You have a wife. You have a house. You have a fucking roof. job. roof. Yeah, you have a job. You know job. what I mean? You got no. food in the fridge. It's not that fucking bad. You know what I mean?
1: I, I was just watching a post today. You know Sad Guru. No. no. You guys never seen him? No, oh, this no, guy's no. like a. He's like one of the main fucking gurus from India. Super famous. He, anyways, he was talking about. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was like talking to a crowd, and he's like, "How many times has somebody walked up to you and like stabbed you?" Everybody's like, <laughs> "Never." He goes, "Well, that's the same way with your thoughts. Nobody's." attacking you with your thoughts yeah, it's yeah. you attacking yourself with your own thoughts yeah, yeah. you are creating the damage you mm. are dealing with that and, and and people don't realize that aspect yeah, yeah and that's why and i and i believe that's awesome and that's strong and you need that brotherhood to say hey shut the fuck up or hey yeah. i understand or you know you definitely don't need the person comparing yeah, yeah but then there is a thin line where i'm saying that it's just like dude you're yeah for like, sure are you but then is that like a mental health issue where it's like dude, you don't even realize how blessed you are you know or
2: but like i like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's 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 again. It's all about your headspace. And I've started and through through my other podcasts. I've I've realized that <clears throat> because I've always been a really positive thinking guy, and you know, I've I've had lows like most, but most of my lows have been you know, I've I've had three or four like five, six year relationships, and and only kind of like when I when I have a breakup, and I kind of you know that like two, three week period after a breakup, it's like. You, you th- Everything, in the world, shit, and 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 you know, I kind of bounce back out of it, and I'd be fine. But that was the only kind of like times I've ever really felt kind of like I've I've gone into a bit of a depression. You know, I thought, but I'm just a bit low. I'm not depressed. I'm just like right. you know, shit's not going great. I'm bummed out. Yeah, yeah, bummed out. This sucks. Yeah, and then and then, but it wasn't till like recently that I kind of noticed. Like, I moved to England, and and I was the complaining guy. I was like, "Fuck, it sucks here," and I'm like. Yes. Okay. It's not as nice as it was. I like. I loved my life in Spain. It was great, but you know, I didn't have the money and and the, the means to do what the, 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 have the lifestyle I have now. While I was in Spain, I had a great life, but I was fucking broke. But but now I I'm not broke, and I don't have the great life. So there's always a compromise. But I can't. I, you have to kind of take a step back and go. You know what? Okay, it's not all bad. You know what I mean? I've got a fucking great place. I've got you know great people in my life. I've got you know, everything I need, it's just, okay, it might be in the wrong location, but, but, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta actually, you yeah. know, realize that you're thinking negative, you know, and go, oh, fuck, stop fucking being negative. Like, right. just, it was like yesterday, you know, we, we had the most fucking epic day ever and we were all pretty tired and we're driving to Roland's or I was, we're driving into the comedy store and I, and and I was just like, you know, Robbie Madison, you know, he's a fucking legend, you know what I mean? And, and Roland, you know, before I, I've known Roland, I don't know how many years, but like before I met Roland, you know, when I got into building bikes, he was my fucking hero. He built the Glory Stomper and that was fucking, that bike changed the game for me. And I think it did for many people. And I was just like, I never would have thought that 20 years later, these would be some of my closest friends, And you know what I mean? And yeah. okay, not Robbie. I just met Robbie, but he's you know he's he's a cool fucking dude, and we know each other. And but like we did, we just had a fucking epic day, and and, the, and I I said to Mark and I'm like, can you imagine the um you know, how many people in our industry would have fucking loved to be a fly on the wall in our day that we just had today? We just had the most fucking epic day. We spent the day at Robbie's place. In Temecula, it's fucking rad like ranch with ramps all over the place, and his family there, and they're all cool. And then, and then we rode to Roland's house, and we were hanging out at his house, and, and Nicole, his wife, ordered some food, and we were eating and drinking and, and laughing and doing a pod and just hanging out and watching these dickheads play, you know, tunes Dude, on TV. Traveling DJ. around the world and being and, here. And, like and we're, we get to fly around the fucking world and see all the these world. cool people. I'm, and a, like
1: I'm gonna tell you a quick statistic. There's a statistic that says 70% of Americans have never seen the beach. Yeah. Really? Oh, bro. How fucking crazy. There's a statistic that's saying people that live in East L.A., like I think it's like 48% or 53% have never been to the beach.
2: What? That's fucking insane. I used Not to live in
1: Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is only 90 miles away from San Francisco. I knew people that never been to San Francisco. It's a 90-minute drive.
2: Most of my friends have never left my hometown in Canada. They don't have passports. Yeah. I'm like, if you're fucking 50 years old, you don't have fucking passports. Yeah. You no know,
1: no it's crazy. It, it, it's, it, it's it's fucking wild man you people know? haven't traveled people haven't seen let alone have yeah. those experiences and yeah. stuff like that you know And and not only that I mean there, there's even smaller stuff I I have friends of mine that like own 80% of this neighborhood they don't have kids yeah. you know and it's like they they want to have kids but they don't have kids like you you it's Yeah yeah it's what are you comparing it to what yeah, yeah. what are you looking for in life
2: but, Well you shouldn't compare it to anything you know what I mean that that's that's the, the, that's the fucking you know what's that the old saying comparison is the Mother of, is it the devil? <laughs> I can't remember the fucking quote, but it's a good one. Um, but <laughs> comparison sucks. Is basically what it is. It, uh, um, Very poor. Anthony right. Partridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking soundbite for you. But um, Turn but, but yeah, t-shirt. just just yeah, you, you can't. Uh, I do it as well. You know what I mean? We all do it. Especially well, it's social with media, fucking, especially yeah. with this fucking phone in your pocket, it's fucking so hard not to. You know, I'm welding Get up, trapped I'm and, welding up yeah. a bike and I look at one of my welds and I fucking sit there and see fucking, you know, Max Hazen's fucking latest bike. I'm like, you motherfucker, those welds look way better than mine. I'm, I grind it off. I'm like, I'll do another one. And you know what I mean? You just, you just, yeah, the comparison uh, factor, Just like yeah. stop fucking comparing yourself to other people. You know what I mean? Just focus on your own shit. And, and Your and welds and are it, pretty it, shit though. What's your worlds are <laughs> pretty shit. My worlds are pretty shit. Yeah. My welds world, Welds. Oh welds. Yeah, yeah. My welds are pretty shit. I, I
1: I know I know you guys are uh, schedules, uh you're you're leaving today and I, yeah. I don't wanna take up too much of your guys' time. I appreciate you coming here. Uh to to make your point even stronger, what is a success story of your guys' journey of people coming up to you and saying, I've dealt with this and because of you guys I did this or I heard about this exercise and it changed everything. We'll start with, with Scott. Like oh, what, 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 what's 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 a positive thing during this whole adventure that you guys have done, or or a personal tip? What did you?
2: that hooker tell you last night? That's what he wants to know. Don't Boof fentanyl.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Changed my life. <laughs> Changed and my fucking it, life. It
4: saved my life, man. <laughs> it really yeah, and, did. And <laughs> would like to thank and would like to thank Gary for that hot tip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 was uh, what was his name? <laughs> Dave. Dave. His name was Freddie. I don't know, man. There's been so many things. I don't. I don't know whether. How do you keep positive? Because that, that's another thing that people want. Sometimes, right? They just want to know what can they do. We know we got to change our mentalities, and we know we got to think positive. But what's like an exercise you do? Like for me. I went through some bad shit and, and I started hitting the gym and yeah. then I got fucking hooked on the gym and I was like, this gym thing's fucking great. You know, I've always been active, but like I started getting hooked on the gym and- Yeah, it know, totally changes, doesn't changes it? Changes everything. I
0: think exercise is amazing. Like I walk my dog probably every night for an hour. Yeah. Because she needs a lot of exercise. And after, I feel- You feel great. So much better. So a you walk know. outside. Just walk outside. Wa- wa- walk it Walk off. outside. Love swimming
1: the ocean in great, sydney yeah. you just feel Isn't that like one of the, fucking the most water. dangerous oceans in the world yeah
3: doesn't have
0: like sharks. alligators and sharks and we've got crocodile <laughs> crocodiles, crocodiles. Uh, what's the difference yeah i don't know but i think exercise is great for you mentally it's skinny bite big bite yeah.
1: <laughs> but they're both death right yeah yeah what about you Um, what's a good story what's a good exercise what's something that you do uh to stay balanced and and when you catch yourself kind of going on this fuck
2: man i'm still in england i'm not in la but um it's uh, maintaining friendships for me is one of the biggest things communication uh, communication and because like i live i live in a really cool spot in england but i i live in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, sometimes I'll go, I'll go two weeks without seeing anybody. Really? Yeah. I'll like other, other than than the grocery store. Um, and like, you know, if, if I go to see my, my fam, my family, I've got my sister and and they're about an hour away from me, but otherwise it's just us at the house and it's just, I don't see anybody else. I see my neighbors. You know what I mean? I've only got three neighbors on my, on my street. I live in in, in the middle of like farmland. And, um, and so so I Wild, I, I tend to, like, and I, I just, I, 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 my shop's out in my driveway, so I just go to a shop and work, and all of a sudden you'd be like, I haven't seen another fucking human in a while. I, I need to, you know, I need to, and because my friends are so far away and most of my friends live in different countries, I just kind of, I make a point to, like, okay, I've got to get out of here. I've got to go see my friends. I've got to have a blowout and go, you know, have fun and not focus on work and put my phone down and, and just, just getting out of that, you know, where, whatever it is that kind of keeps me, because I'm I'm a really social guy and I need this kind of this connection, this energy, this. We all keep, do. Them. My whole yeah, life. I don't like, know well, how you do that, man. Well, this is the thing. Like the, uh, that's what I found. This is that's the the biggest problem for me is because I've spent my whole entire life when you know I lived in Canada, I would uh, you know I'd go to school and after school, I'd be with my friends and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You ditch your bags. You'd be hanging out with your mates until you had to go home for bed. And then, you know, when you get older, you work, but you're just, uh, like always with my friends, always with my best friends, and never alone. I, I don't know. Not that I don't like my own company, but I just, I prefer hanging out with friends and just taking the piss. I like to laugh and I can't laugh by myself. Like you <laughs> look like a fucking <laughs> crazy person. And so like, I've just always wanted friends around me. And then I moved to Spain and I had roommates and then, you know, then I, I, I meet other friends and I've always had either roommates or, or I live with a girl and but always surrounded with friends. And, and so Spain's kind of like California where it's always, you're always on a beach having lunch or you're at some place, you're meeting for dinner and it's, you're never really always at home. You're always doing things. Yeah. And then I moved to England and, you know, TV was crazy because TV, we're filming like 18 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week. And so you pretty much say goodbye to all your friends and family. But I had a crew there It was like, the film crew, we all became really good friends, and and so like I had, I was always with people every day. Still then, right? And but, you're working
1: and keeping uh, your mind and occupied. Working and keeping
2: my o- occupied. And then and then all of a sudden, you know, th- COVID happened. We kind of ended filming the, the TV, and I we got this place in the in the country, and I was just like alone for the first time in my whole life. I've been like isolated for the last I don't know how many years. So I think that's got a lot of it. You know, that for me personally, I think you know the lack of being around friends all the time is, is my biggest, you know, fight. So I always, you know, I'm always online chatting to my friends and uh, that's another problem in its own, you know, being online all the time and, you know, it takes my focus away from that. That fucking terrible, man. Yeah, but I, I try to stay on there just to like chat with friends, you know, um, but but yeah, the connection with friends like that—that's that for me. But you have to balance, fucking different countries, different time yeah, zones. Yeah, well, different that, that's the problem about being a dickhead like me and living fucking in so many different countries, um, I'm meeting all my friends at different events because I travel, being in the motorcycle and building bikes, that always have, you know, displays, and I'm always at different events all over Europe. So I I create all my friends have been created at these events, and they all live in Italy, France, Germany. You know, all over the fucking world are my best friends and, and none of them live near me. So it's just, I've got to get on a plane pretty much to go hang out with my mates. Yeah. So, so I find that a bit tough. But, but, um, but, but communication but keeps you sane. Communications keeps me sane, you know, jump on FaceTime, have a few beers. Like my birthday, I, and people are like, what do you do for your birthday? And I spent, I got absolutely shit-faced in my kitchen. By myself. If my neighbors were looking through my windows, they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's just talking to the <laughs> kitchen counter. I had my phone set up on the counter, and I'm talking to my mates, and, and just partied with my mates in Canada, but I was in my you should, kitchen. You should get like a phone for each mate. Yeah, yeah. Just FaceTime at <laughs> the same time, and just fucking, hey guys. Well, I, went, I, I tried to hook it up to the TV, because I wanted to put it on the TV. You know, life was, size, yeah. you know, Life size, so you can have the whole thing, but it's, I couldn't get it to work for some reason. Yeah. But uh, but that for me is the key, It's just friends, you know. friendships.
4: Mark, my it. Yeah, turn. It's a mix of both. I mean, what Scotty said, the endorphins that you get from going for a walk for me in the morning, I always go to the gym in the morning. I'm fat fit, so like, I love my food, but I'm still relatively fit. I just wouldn't take my shirt off at the beach at the moment, but we'll get there in a few months' time. <laughs> um, but for me, it's the social connections. It, it really is. I mean, I've been really fortunate that I've still got six mates from primary school. I've still got about 20 mates from high school, and, and they're my crew. I mean, these are guys that I've known for anywhere from 33 years to, to, what am I, 38, so 25 years. Wow. Um, and having that network was really strong for us. And I think you only sort of start to reflect on questions like this after COVID because we were all, I guess, alone for so long. Um, but even with our cruel friends, we were doing playing poker every Sunday night and we fucking loved it. And it was online. We could see each other's faces and we're having those interactions. But you looked forward to Sunday night and then we all bought these um, – PlayStation and PlayStation 5s and Gran Turismo and the seats and the full setup and all racing uh Gran Turismo nearly every <coughs> night of, every night of the week during Covid. So it's a, it's a mix of both of them and I mean you did say so how we help people and you know being able to have conversations like this and being able to show people that we're not three or four macho guys that don't talk about our well-being. We're talking about our well-being. Yeah. And you see that at these different events that we attend. I mean I've seen some of the rides that I've attended go from, you know, guys not really interacting with each other too much, um, now starting to get to know each other. And then if you fast forward to one of the rides that we did uh, recently, there were two guys talking about testicular cancer, two guys that didn't know each other talking about testicular cancer and the fact that they both had the sort of testicles removed. And you walk past that conversation and you sit there and go, this feels like something that we've all created We've all been able to get into this position with DGR where men are comfortable talking about their health. You wouldn't have heard that conversation back in 2010. Two guys aren't, two random guys on motorbikes aren't talking about that shit. And so for me, it's really about, I think the enjoyment that I get from DGR is one, breaking the stereotype, but two, being able to facilitate a community that feels comfortable enough to talk about their health. And I think that's saving more lives than any of the fundraising and any of the rest of the stuff that we're doing. I agree. Um, And I know that's a big call because obviously (laughs) the event takes money to run and fundraising is an important aspect of it. Um, But if we can get guys that are over 45 to get checked for prostate cancer and they find out that they've had prostate cancer, they have prostate cancer, uh, and they're able to get to it early enough, that is the part that keeps us going in the office. And the emails that we get on a weekly basis from guys saying, hey, if it wasn't for you, I'd be dead. That happens every fucking week, and it is amazing. Sometimes uh, a little bit daunting (laughs) um, because you also have other issues that come off the back of prostate cancer as well. Um, But for us, being able to help people keeps us in a really good
1: position mentally as well. Man, um, thank you guys for sharing. What what your cause has done, uh, the interaction you guys have with each other. You guys are fun. You guys are cool. You guys are adventurous. You guys are responsible. It's you guys oh, are well fun. That last
2: one, I don't know about that. It's quite a one. <laughs> to be fair, to hey, be l- fair. L- l- l-
1: let me tell you something. You, you guys wouldn't make it this far together to my studio after the <laughs> shit you went through if you weren't
2: responsible.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah,
2: we, th- we work hard and we play hard. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's what I was about
1: to say. That's we're
4: quite we're you. quite the contradiction, right? Because I mean, even for me, people look at me in a suit and expect me to live my life in a suit and i'm like no that's just dgr and i'll swear and i'll smoke a cigarette and i'll get drunk and party into anthony's comment, we work hard and we play hard when we're working we are working and we're doing everything that we can for whichever event that we're running um but when you know when we're hanging up at the end of the day it's like no let's go out let's ride motorbikes let's party and yeah i think that's how the whole world should be but
2: uh, again you ask like what what can help people that that balance is what helps me as well mm. like you know it's it's you have like you can't just be all all in on work and not fucking have fun because then work sucks you know what i mean yeah. I, I do a job I fucking love my job. You know, I build fucking cool well, custom that's another motorcycles. Thing, but people get stuck
1: at jobs they don't like. And Yeah, of course. You, you know, know, like where, where their highlight of their day is
2: taking a shit and strolling yeah, yeah. on social media. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, their yeah, highlight yeah, of their yeah. day. Like that, <laughs> that, that, just put a cool event. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that is the, the scariest thing to me is having, like if it all got taken away tomorrow and I had to go fucking work, you know, again, just like, I don't know, just some job that I did the same thing. Every it'd be, it'd day, be
4: really hard job. for Anthony to join ninety five percent of the rest of the world. Yeah, pretty much.
2: <laughs> I, like it's one of my favorite tattoos. It says "unemployable" across my wrist, and and I am fucking totally unemployable. I've worked for myself. Congratulations! For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on that. Uh, I, I'm gonna say this
1: one thing. I, I read this years ago, fucking eight years or longer, but it was one of those surveys or something right before when people die on their deathbed. Like, what do they regret? Mm. And I think the two biggest ones was uh, one was uh, not telling the person they love, I love you enough. They, they just didn't say that. Yeah. And the other one was not quitting their job on time. The mm. job that they hate, not yeah. quitting mm. it on time. Just saying, yeah. I can't, if I lose this job, blah, just kind of hanging on to it for 20, 30 years. Yeah. That's like a big you, you,
2: you, Like everything I've achieved in my life is because I took a fucking risk. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to do it. What's the worst going to happen? You know what I mean? say yes more, um, say no more. I think the
4: worst that happens is people are scared of failure. Yeah, yeah. And they don't realize that for you to appear visually successful, or me, or Scott, or anyone, that there have been a huge amount of failures that have got us to the point. If you've got an ego that's so strong that you can't accept failure, then you'll never succeed. It's impossible. Right.
2: Ego is one of the biggest things to yeah, w- you it, need a healthy balance. I think I've got a healthy balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, again, it was on
1: social media, but it's uh, it said if you're not failing, you're not even trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington. Yep.
3: Yeah,
2: love
1: fucking good. Denzel Washington.
2: yeah He did that that speech he did at this uh, was it in California at the school or the graduation thing? No, yeah, it it. one of those. Yeah. But he, he he does he
1: fucking stuff. speaks yeah, yeah. amazing. But he literally says if you're not failing, you're not even trying. Mm. Yeah. period
2: I fail every day yeah yeah you learn Dude, from I watch failing. you fa- I watch you fail every yeah. day <laughs> 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 gentlemen thank you so
1: much uh fucking uh, I'll record it I'll publish this edit this do you guys want to post on yours uh, on yours too or? we'll definitely do something with it yeah yeah
0: It's yeah. yeah. yeah, all we transfer you could guys be to a file. bonus bonus podcast on ours as yeah. Well. yeah
1: yeah I've, so, I've yeah. done a few episodes where I'll just record it and then we'll just publish it on both yeah, shows could be you cool. know, so it's just more exposure
0: oh, thanks for having us man of course man it's great it to a meet true you
1: honor i look forward into meeting you guys i have to go I, I really want to go to south africa and now i want to go to australia yeah man we're ready yeah. for you when
4: you are we've got motorbikes i was
1: talking to someone i forgot who it was but mm. i was telling him that the, my brother was in the navy and they said it was like three women for every one man <laughs> uh, goodbye <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. the Navy. It was That's three men to one man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother was in the Navy. It was like, he was like, yeah. But this was in 95. Yeah, it was four.
2: Anyways, yeah. thank you, gentlemen. See so yeah, you, mate. Thank you so much. Thank you, man.